Hello, and welcome to Head and Heart, a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Frankie. Hey, everyone! <laughs> Hello! Now, we have a fun episode for you today, but first we have some things to address. I am beyond tired, and I feel like my speech is horrible today. So, Frankie, do you want to take explaining what we're doing with the monetization? Yes. Okay. We've. If you aren't aware yet... We have set up a paywall for our previous two episodes, and we've gotten a lot of concerns about if that's a permanent thing, if every episode from now on will be behind a paywall, so we want to clear this up. It is simply like a Patreon, which means if you subscribe, you will get two episodes early earlier in advance however those episodes will still come out as soon as we upload new episodes think of it like a patreon like i said you will still have access to every episode we put out eventually the ones who subscribe will only get a head start on that they will get them early so that is all so if you are worried about not being able to access our content going forward, don't. You will get all episodes eventually. You will just get them quicker if you subscribe. That's And it's $1.99 a month. $1.99 a month. So do not worry. We just wanted to clear that up because we saw that some people were confused about that. Confused, concerned. Um, some people are like, oh, if I have to pay, I'm going to stop listening, which, hey, we would totally get. Um, yes, but That's you why don't. we're not... Yes, that's why we're not doing a permanent paywall, because we also understand that quite a few of our listeners are young and don't have the financial means to pay and aren't financially independent. Right. So, right. <laughs> so, so just to clarify that, that is what's going on, and we, we decided to do this because we've been doing this for a while, and, you know, it... It was about time, to be honest, that we started making some money off of this, we felt like. So, this was our happy medium of making some money, but also not shutting off potential listeners from the podcast. You will still get everything for free eventually. Yes, exactly. Uh, Now that that is out of the way, um, should we tell them (laughs) about what (laughs) we shall be doing today? This is going to sure. be Sure, so <laughs> it is. Prepare for rants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly, with, so this is kind of split between two topics. Prepare for a lot of rants with one of them in particular. So, oh my gosh, I'm not enunciating today. Do you I want apologize me to say if it? I'm like slurring. <laughs> I'm so tired. I was up editing another episode. <laughs> I can I can speak more. It's okay. Uh, okay. So, guys, today we are going to be talking about caches and cognates. Now, the reason why we have it split up between these two is because we didn't feel that either of them... We've already spoken about both of them at length before throughout different episodes, so we didn't feel as though we would have enough to have an episode for each of them personally. So we figured right. since they're both topics 
smaller topics that we would combine them into the a same episode and also because they both infuriate us for different reasons we figured right it would be a good <laughs> nice long rant episode <laughs> one of them infuriates us because it's just ridiculous and that's the caches and one of them infuriates us because it just it, it, it's so <laughs> On, like, okay. an ethical it's level. Like, yes. On a personal level. On a personal boundary level, it just is infuriating with the cognates. So we will be going into both uh. of those. The first one we will be touching on is the caches. We're going to talk about the caches first. So. Oh. Where to begin? <laughs> this is a stupid system. It's, I have to remember not to swear when I talk about them. <laughs> Because I almost just said it's effing ridiculous. It it's so stupid. Like the system, I've gone into this ad nauseum before, but like especially in the Stellar Loon review, after Kenrick's whole system, when we don't get any valuable information, and the whole point of the caches is to put the valuable information in there. So if it isn't in the cache, then it just didn't happen because that's Was the whole that point. a real cache though? If it is a real Shouldn't it have to be? I don't see how they find another cache for Kenrick and then they go through that all again. Yeah. It would be so repetitive. So it just leads me to think even more so that the caches are completely, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Katie? Unnecessary, except there's a word further than that and I'm just blanking on it, but just completely unnecessary because the whole point of them is to put the things that you can't remember inside them however Kenrick's memories were such simple things that you wouldn't need to put in a cache and then the argument comes in that it's like oh but maybe they would trigger the other memories for him no because he wouldn't have other memories because the memories he would need to put in the cache are those memories so it just makes the whole thing ridiculous and honestly the only two caches i would consider valuable are fintons mm-hmm. and potentially fallons which we discussed in our latest episode yes there's just like glaring plot holes around these caches like yes i'm sorry i have to go back to the kenrick thing it just because she writes them as you put the entire memory in there of what could cause you to shatter. However, none of Kenrick's memories, they were all seemingly so innocent, they would not cause him to shatter. And so it's almost used as a plot device to leave little breadcrumbs. She's like, oh, I won't give you everything. However, in doing so, there's nothing of actual substance in that cache that would he would have needed to to block do you know what i'm saying right now like mm-hmm. like the actual memory that would cause him to shatter isn't in there because it's just little breadcrumbs so why would kenrick need to put breadcrumbs in there instead of j- the thing that actually would break his mind that we need for information it feels like a plot device that she didn't want to give us the answers right away so she was just like oh it's not in his cash which just doesn't <laughs> doesn't make any sense i i can't like that's the best way to sum this up is three words i can't even I, honestly i don't even know if i'm an, i'm properly like speaking on articulating this yes, the articulating frustration. the frustration but also what i mean by this like i i don't know if i'm confusing people because a lot of you people would say oh but he did put 
memories in the cache that link to the bad thing that must have happened. It must link to, like, the thing. But the thing is... They weren't soul-shattering, mind-shattering memories like they were supposed to be. And also, (laughs) how would he know that they link to something if they're in the freaking cache? And also, if... If they linked to something and he figured it out, then why would he not put that in the cache? Because you would assume that that would be the mind-shattering thing. It just, none of it makes sense. Not a single aspect of the caches. Because again, again, they put things in these caches that they can't remember. But also, the things they put in these caches are supposed to be extremely important pieces of information about the elf world. And so what? No one, no one remembers them ever? Like, that's not a recipe for disaster. Are you kidding me? I would not join the council for that reason alone. What? Like, imagine if, like, the, like, our president. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) if our Congress and our president every time, like, not to get too heavy here, but let's say a war crime was enacted. And then, like, they just took it out of their brain, put it in a cache, and didn't remember it at all. And that's a valuable piece of information that our government needs to know. Like, like that's what's happening. They, like, find out these huge things about the world, throw them away where absolutely no one can get to them, and then... What the heck happens if another species knows about this as well, brings it up one time, and then no one knows what they're talking about, and they're like, Oh Oh my gosh! This is so bad for interrace relations as well, it's just, I don't know how this can can be a thing. I'm sorry that I've just been, like, hysterical throughout this whole thing, but it is legitimately just so ridiculous to me. Yeah. Ridiculous is a is a great word. It says on the wiki that Orlai only has one, but it's not that she's Sophie's mom because she knows that. I there's so there's just it doesn't make sense. The, I know Orlai no. hasn't been a counselor as long as everyone else, but we know that she was fairly. She's been there for over a decade. We know that, at least. That she's been there for at least the amount of time Sophie's been alive, and and more so. So we know it's probably been two decades, at least. And she, like, what do you mean she only has one memory in her cache? Like, <sighs> is she being smart about this? Is she just being like, I'm not putting the memory in my caches? Is she just not telling them? Like, is that a thing? I don't know. Because... Because maybe she's just fighting the system and, like, lying about this and being like, uh, but someone should know everything. I mean... Didn't she vote against Kenrick's petition to get rid of the caches, though? Yeah, but then they had the argument about it, and I thought she said something about how she'd been gradually changing her mind. I thought that was brought up. That is true. So, like, <sighs> I don't... And that was pretty recent after she became a counselor. Right. I know. So maybe she only put one in and then changed her mind and then stopped doing it. Or maybe she only has one, which would just even more so make this whole system ridiculous. The fact that ridiculous. Kenrick had like eight and Nine none of them. Se- I think it was seven, actually. I uh, think it was seven. Okay, he had whatever. He had at least seven in there and they were all ridiculous little breadcrumbs. It would make it even worse somehow. I don't know. It's just such a... It feels like a slap in the face. The whole cash system (laughs) is enraging. 
Those four chapters felt like a slap in the face. Because <laughs> they were just nothingness. Normal memories. And it goes against the whole point of the cash. It just does the whole point of the cash. There's never been something so enraging. As much as I loved seeing from Henrik's <laughs> viewpoint, I was infuriated. By the end of those chapters, I was like, we just wasted like 40 pages of this Close book. to 50. It was a long segment. It was, I was looking through this ebook being like, did I just, the bar, I was watching the bar move on the ebook and being like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> there is nothing of importance. It just, and it, it's so irritating because you know it's for plot. You know it's because she couldn't put it all in there. But then don't give him seven memories of, of where six of them just had no relevance. And I know, again, like I said, I know they're breadcrumbs. I know eventually they'll make sense. But that's not the point of a cache is to leave no. breadcrumbs. It's to erase the entire memory so you don't have to think about it. I'm sorry. It's like pick a lane. It's like pick your amount of ridiculousness. Either have it just be for breadcrumbs, or have the whole damn memory in there and pick a lane of ridiculousness. Like, oh my gosh, you keep blowing out the mic and it keeps like getting quieter so it doesn't blow my ears out. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I cannot control my volume right now. I am so sorry. I I will adjust it if I have to in editing so it doesn't blow our listeners' eardrums out. Guys, if I sound really quiet, that's due to Katie's editing because I have been, <laughs> I have been like, like I'm in the fight of my life right now. Like this is this is the volume I use when my ex and I used to argue. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm not even gonna ask which one because you have two. The second one. I'll say that. Okay. The second Okay. One. I know. I know. Yeah. I can uh. see that. That was my guess more than the first. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Uh. Not to get into Frankie's personal life. <laughs> uh. Sorry. That's all I was reminded of. I was just like, when's the last time I yelled like this? <laughs> Two years ago. Uh, maybe it's a good thing I haven't dated. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I took a calming breath. I'm good. Well, we're about to get into cognates, I would say, so... Well, before we get into cognates, I feel like there's just... We have to address the fact that, yes, the elves have sensitive minds, and that by knowing these secrets, like, the guilt could affect them. Could. But, like, that shouldn't be an issue anymore, because Sophie can help them, and and also, they should have thought of a different That's way. That's how I think this is gonna end. The Sophie becoming the Keeper. They should have just thought of a different system. And I know they have Keepers, but obviously that system doesn't work well enough because they still have the caches. So, like, they should have just thought of a di If they could have, they should have, <clears throat> excuse me, thought of a different system because this one just makes no sense for how to run a whole society of people. You cannot lock away all the bad parts of your society in your mind, or then you have groups like the Never Seen knocking at your door. Mm. <laughs> it just, yeah, the whole the whole thing is a whole different level of stupidity that I will never <laughs> understand. That's what is so infuriating, is that everyone collectively, that everyone collectively was like, you know what's a good idea? Taking away these valuable memories that we all need, we all need, 
to make this world run peacefully and let's shove them in a dark corner and never look at them again. What? <laughs> to clarify. To clarify. Uses on the Lost Cities Keeper wiki. Caches. They hold memories that are too dangerous for even the counselors to have. Known as forgotten secrets. Fenton uses his cache to store all of his bad memories. So he does not shatter from guilt. Nothing in Kenrick's cache. In the cache that we have opened up. Fit that description. I don't know how to get this through to people if they... Because I'm not articulating it well enough. I don't know how to get this through to people. It's not meant to be breadcrumbs, guys. It's not meant... Like, like... And if it... I don't know how to get this through. That, like... If it's not in his cache, then it shouldn't have happened. That means that it didn't happen, which means that all of those breadcrumbs leading up to something shouldn't lead up to something, almost, because he shouldn't have the memory it would lead up to should be in that stupid cache. I don't know how to get this through any more clearly. And guess where the caches are stored? In the void! Guess what the leader of the effing never seen is? A conjurer! Lady Gisela is a conjurer! And guess who they also have working for them secretly? A technopath! She's not only a conjurer, let me make this very clear, she's a polyglot! Keith, we saw Keith do this with Sophie! She can mimic voices to open them! All she needs, all she needs is to know their secret word! Yeah! And then she has them! So she can- this All just the counselor's caches! I can't believe the never- That is how fallible and stupid I the can, system is! I cannot believe the never seen were so <laughs> stupid. I don't- You mean the council? The council, but also the never seen for knowing that Lady Gisela did just- she, I know that she kept her conjuring ability a secret, but- But just- just there's so much- there's so much- there's so much that can go wrong here! Like, I'm anxiously drinking coffee, guys. I have coffee with me because I'm so tired this morning. I'm anxiously drinking my coffee. Like, oh boy. <laughs> the whole fallout from this, like, Lady Gisela could very potentially just have stolen many caches by now, and we're not going to know. How are we going to know? We're not going to know. How will the counselors know if this has happened? They keep them in a void. Do they check on them every night? Maybe that can be Edeline's role in the final book or two. Going after the caches before Lady Gisela can get them. Because, like, honestly, it's not like they're looking at their caches every night before bed. I don't know if they have a checklist. <laughs> I don't know if this is a checklist. Oh, yes, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cradle my earth-shattering, mind-shattering secret every night before bed. Rub it. It's my comfort rock. I mean, like... <laughs> like, like, potentially, this could be a theory that Lady Gisela has, like, legitimately just stolen some caches, and we have no oh idea gosh, about it. Oh my gosh, absolutely could be. Like, she could- I don't know if Kenrick's cache was a fake I want it to be, because then at least some sense is returned, like, a sense of equilibrium is returned, but also, if that is a fake cache, then it means we spent 50 pages- Pages! Over nothing, and we're gonna have to do this all- over again with a new cache, so I don't know which is worse. I don't actively know which is worse right now. That's how ridiculous this whole thing is. Ugh. <sighs> so
<laughs> we both are breathing so heavily. All right. I think it is about time that yeah. we get into Cognates and get even more fired up. Although we got pretty fired up about Cassius more than I thought we would. Because uh, it's so... Because you and I are both relatively logical people. So when something <laughs> that is so, like, shoehorned in for plot so evidently and it just do- still doesn't make sense, it just grates. Oh. As, like, oh, It's just, like, a pet peeve. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We're calm. We're calm. I would just like to state for the record that if that theory comes through about Lady Giza, it was said here. I said it first. <laughs> I'm the one who brought it up first, kind the, of. Oh, you brought up the specifically stealing part, but I brought up that she'd be able to find them. We kind of piece that you're together. You're right. You're right. Yes, we said it first. <laughs> the theory yes. continues. But anyway. Um, <laughs> if we're right about that and the Fallon back, I mean, like. Give us I'm a gonna, medal. Give us a freaking medal. Give us literary agents, please. Can someone give us literary agents if we. if oh, Because at, at this point, if this isn't what's happening. Then, again, it's the narcissist where I'm like, we should have written this. We have We should have written this. Figured out. We know what should be happening right now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I feel like the last three episodes we've recorded with, with, like, Fitz's, where we want Fitz's trajectory to go, how it would fit in with, like, Sophie and Keith, the cash is Elysian. Elysian, Fallon Backer, now this. Like, I feel like we've got it. We've got the stepping stones here. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but oh, yes, my gosh. shall we continue on to um, Cognates, which is infuriating for a whole different reason? Yes. Unlike a deeper level, honestly, the caches are just stupid and frustrating. Right. This is like more Ethical. ethically, as I said earlier. Boundaries being crossed that just shouldn't be. Shouldn't be crossed. No one should be pressured into this, just like no one should be pressured into getting married. I And they say it's like a marriage. Legitimately, it's in the text. Like, this isn't even a stretch. Legitimately, no. it's in the text that this feels like a marriage bond. Like, shove off. I'm sorry, it's a bad idea. <laughs> And Sophie is not comfortable with it. It's not right for her, which we've discussed at length at this point. They're exes. Also, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine, like, and yes, I was in, like, a longer relationship than they were, but, like, I still cannot imagine going to my ex-boyfriend and being like, so we have to be life partners now because we're cognates. What? Are you insane? (laughs) It's like, okay, okay, you know how when, um, I can't remember, the sixth, the sixth book of, um, of City of Bones, the sixth book at the end where you see Julian. Heavenly Fire. Yes, where you see Julian and Emma and they're still talking about being Parabati and you're just like, you, in your, the pit of your stomach, you're like, oh my god, this isn't gonna end well. You're like, no, no, don't do this. This isn't gonna end well. You two are about to fall in love and it's going to be awful don't do it and you're like screaming at the book that's what this feels like where you're like sophie don't do it don't continue down this road please don't do i it. know it it's, is like the parabatai thing or parabody parabatai however I, you say it it's such a weird word say it however it is a want. weird word <laughs> I say parabati. I used to pronounce it parabati, but then I caught on to the way Christine says it from 
That's exactly what happened. Little bananas books. <laughs> That's exactly what happened because I used to say Bar- Parabati as well, and then like that, and then also the show, and it just so it's just mesh. Oh, I haven't seen the show. It looks like garbage. It's fun garbage. It's kind of. I imagine it's fun garbage, but I have a hard time with team garbage. I know you do. I think it's just, you just, it's like a train wreck where, like, they get the characters correct, but everything else is just hot garbage, so you're just watching, like, (laughs) you're just, you're kind of enthralled. It's, it's like a very interesting way to watch TV, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But, um. No. uh, But it is a comparison to the cognate relationship. Seriously, it is. You are sharing everything with each other and the you know what's interesting about this is that in the parabati relationship they make it clear you are not to fall in love with your parabati because then that blurs the lines and in this one they're like oh i uh," with cognates they're like oh cognates can fall in love (laughs) like Uh, that's healthy you should not you should not I have so many thoughts. I just turned into a, I just turned into Goofy. I just turned into a legitimate cartoon character because the rage is taking over and I'm like blacking out with it. Okay. You turned into my dad's turkey impression when he sees turkeys crossing the road. Oh my god. You're right. I gobbled. Okay. Okay. I need to like get the, Okay. What was I going to say? Okay. Okay. It's coming back to me, but that was just so... Listen, with cognates, with a romantic relationship, you should not know everything about your partner. Like, you shouldn't know know their every thought, their every feeling. Like, no, no, no. You need boundaries. You need to have things to yourself when you're in a relationship or else it just becomes like enmeshment where you're just, you become so linked to that other person that it just... You lose sight of yourself. I know people who are in relationships like that where they're like joined at the hip. They tell each other absolutely everything. Things that they don't even need to. And it's not because they love each other so much. It's because they feel like that's healthy. They feel like they have to tell each other everything. That they have to get their every every emotion out there. That they have no, to be with each other. No, your partner is not your therapist. Exactly. And yes, you can talk to your partner about things. Obviously, you should talk to them about your about things you're going through, but it shouldn't be on a list. It shouldn't be, oh, I have to tell them about everything. Oh, I have to spend every second with them. They should know my every thought. No, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> and also, if if you were going to be married and be cognates, then fine. That's your choice. If If you can, like, figure that out, then that's your choice. But it has to be a hundred percent your choice and your will to do this because you have to. This is something to think through. Like, and it is not Sophie's will. No, she's not comfortable with it. Even before she became Fitz's ex. Ah, ah, the panic response I have to that. (laughs) Like, before. She has stated this so explicitly, so many times, to the point where now it's rubbing off on Fitz, where you can see Fitz hesitating about these things. Like, Fitz doesn't even seem like he wants this 100% anymore. No! Like, it's rubbed off on him. Like, it's opening his eyes a little bit. The whole, like, breakup, I have air quotes around that, because, 
like, we all know they weren't technically, like, it was a whole thing. But, like, their breakup, it it's stemming from that, but it's also stemming from him realizing, like, I don't know if I want this and if this is a good idea. And they're both hesitating. And Tyrion, it's one of the only times I've directly been irritated with Tyrion. He's pushing yes. this. And he says he's not. He says it's their choice. But, no, he's pushing it. You can clearly see him pushing it for the greater good. And it's like, no. No, 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 no. This girl has given up enough. Fitz has given up enough. Because we don't say that enough. But Fitz has given up a lot as well to this cause. And they do not oh, yeah. need to sacrifice any more for the greater good. Especially when that sacrifice comes in the form of a marriage pact. No kidding. You articulated that perfectly. Thank Ugh. you. <laughs> I, I can't. I just. It is so clearly written in the text. That this would not be fully consensual. And there's a matter of consent here. Yes. That, like, I... It would make me uncomfortable if they ended up being cognates. I'm just gonna say it. I would be pissed. I would be so upset. Because even if Sophie agrees, let's say she says, you know what? After they did that whole exercise where they told each other, like three truths I think it was or something like that they 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 did the exercise in Stellar Loon and it made them closer again and it got their cognatum back on track even if through that and even if in other things they become closer and they say they want to do this like I still am going to feel icky about it because it's just been stated so heavily that Sophie hates this and even if this is shown as her growing I disagree because this isn't something she needs to grow out of setting boundaries for herself is not something she needs to grow out of no and this is a hard boundary she has never been comfortable with having someone attached to her mind like this never not once she's also kind of too powerful and unique to be a good cognate Thank you. Thank you. And they say that Fitz can keep up with her, but like, poor Fitz. I wouldn't want to have to run to keep up with someone my entire life. Like, no. Like, that's She sitting. is the sole keeper. That is what she is made for. There's no equal to her telepathic ability. That's setting him up to fail. Yeah. Like, it feels like setting them both up to fail. One, because she clearly doesn't consent doesn't want this, and it's gonna hinder her, so that's setting her up to fail, fail. and then it's gonna set Fitz up to fail, because how in the world is he supposed to reach her level of power, and if he does, then it doesn't make sense, then it's just another plot irrelevancy, if Fitz somehow matches her telepathy telepathetic tele, te telepathic tell thank you telepathic prowess then it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't and i would like to add that this is one area where i really trust shannon to do the right thing and make the right writing choice because she is all about sophie's agency yes yes i i do think that's what's going to happen it's this is more of a what if scenario of like yeah. and she is writing from the perspective of getting this series against the odds of being told that no one would read a female main character. Because this was back in 2010. Right. And 2011. When that was still very much a big thing. Now it's weird to think about because 10, 15 years later, it's around that time. Yeah. 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 It's 2023. That that mess out. It, what was I even going to say? Oh my gosh, I forget. It's okay. It's fine. I was- Oh, oh. Now- 
at this point, there's so many female main characters in middle grade and young adult that, mm-hmm. like, it's weird to think about because it's female-centric and that's not something that hinders you. Right. But back then, pre-Hunger Games and Twilight craze and pre, you know, like, all that stuff, mm-hmm. it really wasn't the case. And that's when Shannon was querying. And she, her book got published in 2012. So... You know, it's really, uh, I don't want to say the politics of it all, but it is kind of publishing politics. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, it is. Have changed. Let's be real here. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be real. Have changed. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's perhaps gone too far in the other direction, and now it's, like, all female. And I've worked at libraries, and young boys can't find male main characters Mm -hmm. to read, which is why I appreciate um, Zeron J. Zhao, who wrote a middle grade starring a young gay boy. They are an amazing author. They also wrote Iron Widow. And it's all uh, specifically Chinese history inspired. Uh. They were born in China. So, like, I really appreciated seeing that in that book because there's so few male main characters now. But back when Keeper was initially being queried and published, it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. And Shannon has said that she was told no one would read about a powerful female main character. So Shannon is writing from that experience and perspective and is all about Sophie's, like I said, agency. Right. So I I trust her with this personally. I would be tremendously disappointed if she makes the wrong writing choice here. And I do think there's a clear, wrong, morally wrong writing choice here. I trust her. I'm also just a little worried that this... I'm worried because... It's been hyped up so much about cognates mm. and how well they go together, which I don't even agree with. But like, whatever. It's hyped up that their pair they 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 work so well together with their telepathy, and how a lot of people, like you say, the Sherlock and Watson like dynamic. A lot of people are like, oh, they'd yeah. be really cool if they did do this and blah 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 blah. Telepathic superhero <laughs> <Right>. duo. <laughs> so I'm just a little worried that Shannon might show this as Sophie getting over a hurdle and okay. coming to accept it and 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 growing into it and and consenting to it. I'm worried because if she did that, I mean, she'd be framing it as growth when it really doesn't feel like a it situation. Would feel like submission. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. It feels like just complete submission of a boundary. So I'm just a little worried that that Shannon might not have that intention and that that it this might have been her goal all along to show Sophie like gradually coming to accept it, but I it would really bother me because we haven't had she has never accepted this. Not truly. There's never been growth towards that. So if it all happened in like a final book or a final two books, it would feel like submission. And I would hate yeah. it. So I'm just a little worried. I, I think Shannon does have Sophie's best interest at heart. I think she just might think that that's something other than what we're thinking right now. So I am a little worried. I do get that. However, I think Sophie is going to become the keeper of all the Lost City secrets. Mm-hmm. And she may not even be able to be a cognate. That road might be close to her. Good. <laughs> yeah, good. I And also I looked it, I looked it up because I couldn't remember... I looked up if Tyrion and Prentice were cognates, and it specifically says, "Listen to this." Specifically, Didn't says they want to be. Listen, 
Peregrin says that he and Prentice had the potential to have been cognates, and he later compares the bond cognates have to that of marriage. Like, mm-hmm. if you need to look at one couple and just, <laughs> I'm sorry, it just goes further to show that it's further into my Polly Tiergan Prentice, like, like, theory, <laughs> because it's just like, it's just like, come on, listen. <laughs> at least Tiergan and Prentice. I mean, come on. Come on. It is so queer It goes. It goes a little bit into, like, if you are going to have a cognate, I almost don't know how it isn't even a little bit, like, romantic. Not necessarily sexual, like, attraction, but, like, I don't know how a little bit of romantic attraction doesn't seep through when you have to be, like they've said, this is a marriage pact. It's basically, like, you have to be so close with this person. I don't know how a little bit of romantic, like, intention doesn't seep through in that. Even if I don't think it's necessarily healthy, I don't know how the lines don't get blurred. You'd have to be an incredibly fortified individual. So, like, I don't know how you would be married to someone else. I don't know how jealousy wouldn't get involved. If you're cognates with someone and you're married to someone else, I don't know Mm. how that other partner wouldn't, like, be, like, glaringly, like, uh, you two are more close than I will ever be able to be with you. Like, it's a legitimate soulmate bond. I don't know how this would work in, like, a relationship sense, like cognatum in general. Did Alden ever have a cognate? Because I imagine that would get between him and Della's marriage. Who was Quinlan's cognate? Wasn't it Alden? Was it? Weren't Alden and Quinlan cognate? Oh my god, and there's a theory that Quinlan was in love with Alden and that Alden, Alden married Della and that it, and that Quinlan also had a thing for Della. There's a whole conspiracy out there that this all broke down and if they were cognates, then yeah, yeah, I can see how this would happen because because I can see how lines would get blurred and how you'd, like, fall in love with your cognate. Again, even if it's not the healthiest thing, like we've stated, I can see how this would happen. Katie, were they cognates? Was I correct? They were, but oh I'm laughing. Because... <laughs> okay. Pairing name. Qualden. Oh status. Friends. Former cognates. Rivals. Alton and Della. Quinlan and Psychic. <laughs> Shut up right now. Listen to me, people. Oh, my God. No, yeah. but get this. This is why I was laughing. Other information. They were cognates, as in they were roommates. <laughs> oh, my God. They were cognates. <laughs> they were cognates. Listen to me, people. I knew I felt tension. I just hadn't connected the dots yet because we hadn't gotten into the, a discussion around this, but, like, like it's true. How would those lines not get blurred? No wonder there were weird feelings around, like, a lot of people think he loved Della, that Quinlan loved Della. He loved both of them now. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't see how these lines don't get blurred. Oh, my gosh. As soon as you get cognates involved between marriages, it becomes Polly. I'm, it does. Like, listen. <laughs> and I already said I feel like Quinlan is, like, like 80% gay. I said this in the in the Queer of the Lost Cities episode where there's right, just something right. about Quinlan and his interactions that just feel very much like a woman scorned. I t- <laughs> I'm just saying, he feels so much- How has no fury like a Quinlan scorned? No, legitimately. I feel like Livy totally is aware of this. 
I feel like this is another reason their marriage could have broken down because again, how would you be married to someone and have a cognate and just keep it separate? I don't. Oh. Oh. Like, there's just so much. So That's a whole revelation right there. I mean, I've always known people ship Quinlan and Alden and I've understood it because like, again, I'll say Quinlan just feels very not straight to me. Like a woman scorned again. So I like I I I get it. I've known about this, but I hadn't fully pieced it together yet with the whole cognate thing. <sighs> I'm pretty sure my watch is telling me to lower my blood pressure. I just got a Fitbit. Katie, I honestly I think this might be the longest like rant. We like there have been no breaks. Like no. <laughs> it's been us yelling for how long? <laughs> for uh, forty two minutes. Like. Honestly, even in other episodes where we've had a lot of rants, I don't think we've stopped. I haven't taken a clear breath in, in almost an hour. Like, <laughs> we need to make merch that of t-shirts that say, Hell has no fear, you like a Quinlan score. <laughs> we need to. I, uh, or they were cognates. <laughs> like, they were cognates! <laughs> Bob, oh, like, it, can, it can be on the back! It can be on the back! In parentheses, they were cognates, and then in parentheses, not Sophia Fitz. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just... Cognate them as a whole, so let's try and sum this up. So, do we think it's necessarily healthy? No. Do we also think, though, that if you're cognates with someone, it probably blurs the romantic lines and, and friendship lines? Yes. Do we think that if you are cognates with someone, that it pretty much feels like a poly relationship if you're also with someone else? Yes. A little bit. <laughs> like When cognates met queerness. <laughs> legitimately. Nah. It's, there's just so much. Like I said, we don't necessarily think it's the healthiest thing to, to know all of your partner's thoughts and things like that, but we also don't know how lines wouldn't get crossed. We don't know how you could know someone that intimately and not have at least romantic affection for that person. Because it, it feels like and a soulmate this gets bond. even messier with the matchmaking system because telepaths are typically paired together. So, like, you're not going to have two cognates who are married, so this is always going to happen. Well, and another weird thing is what if you are cognates with someone, but they're not even on your list. What if they're not even on your list, yet you're cognates with someone? And then, like, like... <laughs> I would be livid if I fell in love with my cognate, and then everyone was like, you can't marry them, they're not on your list. I'd be like, they're my cognate! Oh my god. There's just, just... Put us in charge of the elf world government, please, and we will fix everything. I swear, You will I get swear. rid of all... The BS. I just... I just... There's so much. There's so much here that it just... I, I can't even hit it all because the world is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, is that all we have? Is that think? all we have? I don't know what else we possibly could have to say on these topics. My throat hurts. <laughs> Oh, so does mine. I've been drinking so much water and coffee. It's like a mix. <laughs> I, honestly, is there anything else? Like, we've already hit on all the topics. Like, we've, like, I don't know what else there is to say about cognates other than just how much I don't want it to happen for Sophie. Again. <laughs> and that I don't yeah. think it's necessary. Nope. It might work for a select few people in certain situations. Right. But, if they choose to, but it absolutely 
has to be consensual. And at this point, with the amount of text yes. that goes against Sophie's, essentially that declares that Fallout states that Sophie isn't comfortable with it, it would not feel consensual. No. Even if, like I said, she said she was okay with it in a final book and we saw, like, again, I hate the word growth, but if we saw her growing towards, like, wanting that, it's still, we've had nine books of her being vehemently against this. So it would just feel really icky to me if it still happened. But Mm. other than that, um, ship, ship, uh, (laughs) Tyrion and Prentice. I almost said ship Quinlan and Alden, which I don't, but it's like, (laughs) there's just so much that like started clicking throughout this whole thing that my brain is a mess. Are all the adults queer and there's just a whole bunch of, like, lavender marriages going on here? The thing is, I don't think... you know the lavender marriages? Yes, but I don't think Alden is queer, is the thing. I think... No, I think it's one-sided. I think it's like a... I... Yes! Oh, this is reminding me of a certain scenario in some media, in a book or a movie or something, but I can't remember what. Um, I I don't know. I don't know, but I I, I do think that it's one-sided. I think Quinlan felt that way for Alden. I think he felt that way for Della. I think it all got meshed together. I can't think of it. If you can think of it, let us know in the reviews who I'm thinking of. If it's like screaming out to you. Oh my gosh, you're thinking of this pairing um, where it was like a one-sided gay tragedy and one of them was queer and the other one wasn't. (laughs) Wasn't interested at the very least. Is it Alec? Is it Alec? Jason Cleary? No, it's not Cassandra Clare. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say, are we just going back to Cassandra Claire? Claire? Because no. that happens in that, so... <laughs> oh okay. my gosh, but what am I thinking of? Anyways, 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 that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to our rant. Just one singular consecutive rant. And without further ado, happy, uh... Qualden shipping! Qualden shipping! awful shipping god no wonder they all right and and tear trust shipping yes you gotta throw that in there tear trust shipping all right bye bye guys